1: The Match
2: Ball. Hello, welcome to the show. This episode of The Match Ball, we want to dedicate to the memory of Simon Barton, long-time square baller, huge Leeds fan who will be sorely missed, who sadly died in the last day or two. Our thoughts are with Simon's friends and family. He's going to be sorely missed. Um, The show is brought to you along with Levi's Solicitors as well. 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Uh, no Michael this time, Dan here, along with Rob. Hello, Rob. Hello there. And Moscow on the opposite side of the room. Hello. That's
1: Which great. way do I go? That way? Yeah,
2: live on YouTube for our TSB Plus members if you're listening afterwards. Uh, you can also find the video on YouTube afterwards too. Um, lost to Chelsea 1-0. We weren't great, were we? Um, not hugely worse off than we were in the table, but it wasn't a great
1: watch, was it? Arsenal was a good watch. <laughs> the last the, yeah, last six minutes of that was pretty when good. The, when the radio flipped over to mm. that. We, yeah, the, the bonus coverage that we got of that match, I'm quite uh, pleased... George Graham, Don Howe, John Lukic, Chris White, all
3: our mates. It was strange how you seemed to know what was coming before the radio did.
1: Mm. I'm
3: not sure how that worked, did it? Are you breaking the space-time continuum? Yeah, psychic powers and all that.
2: Um, first question is from Mole in the YouTube comments: Is Rob going to defend Harrison? He wasn't great today, was he? <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I don't want to dig out any individual players on on this thing, which, which collectively weren't great. Final
1: ball's awful. We can't finish our dinner at the minute. Let's can go the we? other way. Let's have Jack Harrison arrested and thrown in prison for Crimes Against Football. Yeah, well, it's, if everybody's this angry about him, he's obviously done something terrible, hey. so let's put
3: him in jail. It'll be like, uh, what's that Vinnie Jones film? Mean Machine? Yeah. It's it's, gonna... It teaches them all how to control the football, beautifully. <laughs> um, what was Jorginho Ruta's? You've just telling us this stat before his past completion, Rob, before we just came on air. It was 30... It was 35.7%, which mm. strikes me as low. Right. Mm. I think I I'd, I'd want it above 50, maybe. He... That'd sort of be better. There's something to be said about the quality of passing into him,
1: which is maybe where Jack Harrison comes back into the conversation. But then also, is he easy to find with a cross? Maybe everything's just bad. So it's kind of like picking on Jack Harrison's crossing for not being able to find somebody whose positioning in the box might not be great, and then one player's pass completion is down, but then who are they trying to pass to? might be somebody that is not showing for the ball as well as they could. So it all, I think, it's sort of, uh, well, that's why they all come out and say we fail as a team, don't we? And we say, well, could you try Could you try winning as, like, succeeding as a team? But um, there was yeah. lots of things not great. There's also, I mean, we're not a very good, I always feel a bit surprised because we're not a very good team this season. So when it's like, Rutter's not passing properly and Harrison's crossing's off, I'm like, yeah, they're, they're not very good. So it's all right.
3: <laughs> yeah, it happens fine. a lot, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it's not, none of it really surprised me. I think um, the pleasant aspects of today were that, like, if you compare us to, West Ham, who were above us on the table, getting absolutely trounced by Brighton. We lost to a stupid set-piece goal. And other than that, we've, we're a little bit like um, Southampton, a little bit like Fulham. Not a lot in that match. Like There wasn't a, a gulf, um, whereas the real risk comes when you are just getting turned over by three or four in a game. Albeit though we were beaten by essentially a side with better players in it. They've not
2: been a great side recently, but uh, Leeds showed up and did their... Uh... The Leedsy thing, didn't they? Well, handed, the fru- handed a
1: win to another team. That's the frustration is that if we'd um, defended that corner properly, um, it didn't, it felt like, you know, they got booed off at half time.
3: So we must have been doing something decent. Even the boos were sort of half assed weren't they? Like, that's just Chelsea in a nutshell now. They weren't as hapless as I was banking on today. Like the first 30 minutes, they seemed to have lots of chances. But then there was that 15 minutes before half time where they just seemed to get bored and stop trying. They weren't pressing us as much. Uh, we actually started to have the ball which I don't think really happened for the first half an hour but yeah we didn't really create anything Melier's header at the end was very exciting but that was uh, our best chance of the game Really, really good effort mm. I enjoyed it immensely
2: yeah. I'd
1: have liked it a bit more if it gone in but I'll take what I can get at this stage
2: Yeah you, you did notice it was we we noted it here didn't we about about the half an hour mark because they'd started pressing our like even our goal kicks they were sat right on the edge of the area and then charging out to our centre backs to cover them and Melier was passing it out between them sometimes he kicked it long to try and get round that but they were pressing us really really high and then about half an hour and they just stopped I think they just get bored and also
1: the right bunch of moody bastards there aren't they none of them can be bothered they're all arguing about who gets to play and who's in what squad and who gets to be captain and why that Graham Potter guy keeps shouting at them why can't they have a different manager and all that kind of stuff and I think it is they play for half an hour and then if they haven't got their own way they just go a bit bored of this now and so we had a chance when that happened uh, to get into the game then and I think we had a chance. Second half, they have to go through the motions again of like, like listening to the manager at half-time and coming out and doing some stuff for a bit. If we'd managed to get through 15, 20 minutes of the second half, maybe we could have done a bit more but then also we are then relying on our quality in the final third, yeah. which there isn't much.
2: I think if we'd have made it through the first 15 minutes of the second half um, without conceding a goal, we would have then... Got that crowd frustrated again? They'd have started to turn on them, and then you think maybe we could nick something, but unfortunately, we can't defend corners. That crowd was frustrated at one. 0 up
1: yeah, they were getting annoyed at them for not. Yeah, that was I noticed that doing down, things actually. the way they
3: demand. When
2: was that? Uh That was Chelsea. Boo! Seventy-seven minutes when yeah. they, when they were just in possession, knocking yeah. it round at their, in their defence, which completely means we couldn't lay a glove on them.
3: They were disgusted by them having the ball. <laughs> How I dream of us having yeah. the ball. Other but, clubs in that situation, the fans will be olaying.
1: Yes. <laughs> And yet, that's what Chelsea are like. And there's lots of people saying, oh, well, you know, Chelsea. Um, I'm thinking particularly of the radio commentary that we were listening to that it was like, oh, you know, tough place to come and you've got to keep the fans. I was like, I think the fans are just a bunch of dickheads. <laughs> you know, that's what the. Hello to you if you're in the to.
2: comments, by the way. You will just be muted. Don't worry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know, spoilt by um, the success that they bought and now can't handle being won the look in a good enough way. And maybe it is that they all wanted Potter sacked. Maybe it was people booing because they were winning and it means he'll take them to Dortmund. Actually, they're at home to them, aren't they? And then uh, they'll lose to them. Right. Good. Thank you for that assessment.
2: Um, Yeah, I just... I don't know about this. I kind of sort of feel all right with it. And I shouldn't. I should be upset and I should be angry. But I'm just thinking, well, you know what? Arsenal did us a favour in the last minute Mm. by scoring against Bournemouth. they have done that countless times this season. West Ham have got tonked. All right, we lost 1-0. We didn't really expect anything from Chelsea anyway. Maybe I'm just trying to rationalise it for myself. What do you think? It is.
3: It is that thing of we have a game less to play now, and we're still out of the relegation zone. So from that point of view, that's yeah. good. We are out of the relegation zone. We, we are. Zone. Just, we
2: just, we are <laughs> yes, we are. We are just trying to be the fourth worst team this mm. this season. That's the that's the aim now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Gracia's reaction has come in. Um, Phil has just tweeted saying that Gracia said he's frustrated and disappointed with the result, but after watching the attitude my players had, I can only say I'm proud of them. Of course, we have to improve many things. Finishing, predominantly, I would say. That's me, not him, saying that. <laughs> I would but just that final ball, is shit, isn't it?
1: I'd agree with him on that, and I noticed that. And it sort of links in with us, with the Chelsea players sort of going off the boil after half an hour. Today, Leeds, the game is against all the money and all the wealth that Chelsea put on the pitch, is defend. And the work that they had to do, as Paul Heckenbottom would say, we outball was immense. It's particularly... Um, after they'd gone a goal behind, when you want to have possession and you want to attack and you want to try and get in it and you still have those phases where Chelsea are just knocking the ball about and you have to keep your shape, keep your uh, discipline, keep defending, keep working at it. And I didn't see any Leeds players not doing it. And it's the same against uh, Fulham when we actually finished the game stronger and could have uh, got at least a goal, would have been nice in the last few minutes. And again, we... we we're having a go at Chelsea at the end by not stopping what we were doing from the start. And so I think Gratia is right that um, there's not an element of giving up. And you can see a little bit, I mean, I've not seen any of the the West Ham game, but you see how the the scoring's gone where it was 2-0 down for ages and then the last uh, 10 minutes of the game, suddenly it's three, then it's four. That used to happen to us, and it doesn't seem to be happening to us at the moment.
2: Um, question from Steve in the comments says, "Blimey, Rob, is that as good as we can say now? Another match gone, and not in the bottom three. Have we sunk so low? I think yeah. that's to that. Yes. yes, did you yes, watch we it? Absolutely, yeah. we're we're 18, yeah, no 17. So, yeah. so yeah, that's the aim, isn't it? Ahead now? of the Forest um, uh, Everton game tomorrow, which obviously could yeah influence that, but um. Yeah, I think yeah that is about where we are, isn't it? It's been an absolute abject failure of a season and we just need to get it over with.
3: Yeah, that's the thing you look at. Like like you were just saying, the, the good parts of that game were like Luke Hale sprinting from one end of the pitch to the other right at the end of the game to try and get something. But nothing really happened, did it, in a, from a Leeds point of view. He's still, um, is still talking about um, getting the balance, isn't he, between defence and attack. And you, you sort of saw that today where in the first half, I felt like Chelsea had a player extra than us Mm. and it just everyone like all the Leeds team seemed to be in our half or around the edge of the box and then we'd have Jorginho up front on his own bless him trying his best which and get yeah just getting those that balance between the two isn't quite there yet I don't think Mm. Mm. Um, Interesting further comments from Grassi saying on the final ball um,
2: the big problem is not creating the chances first of all after that we need to be more effective more clinical the opponent today had two or three clear chances I prefer to be calm and work on it I mean, he's it's hard been, to argue with
1: isn't it? He's not been here very long either I think there's that because he uh, started so well and he's made such a good impression there is the the temptation to feel that everything's sorted now because Grathe is here and we beat Southampton and it's never going to be that easy I don't think I actually was quite optimistic about Chelsea because of all the turmoil that they've been going through but when you take a step back from that and remember you know what we're technically dealing with is a um, a team worth hundreds of millions of pounds that should be, they should beat us six nil. You know, if there's any um, sort of you were going to say justice then, but that's not the right word. It's not no injustice. <laughs> yeah. If 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 the Premier League is decided on on wealth, um, as it often seems to be, we should have absolutely no chance in games like this. We shouldn't have beaten three nil earlier in the season, and we shouldn't be beating them today. So it is kind of like you occasionally get those. Um, you bloody the noses of teams like this as we did earlier in the season and um people have been able to get more out of Chelsea and Liverpool um this year than normal, but at some points you do just come up against um the natural or the unnatural spending order of um of the league and just go, Yeah, to get away with one nil is probably about right. Even um I know Chelsea are only mid table at the moment, but we're bottom of the table, so they should be winning. Um,
2: uh, Mole just to Mole's comments says uh, even when Jorginho and Aronson were making a run it would end with two on five there was nobody to make a pass to um, and it's I guess that's the is that the problem with being a bit more conservative in your football as Grassi seems to be uh, putting structure in there and defensive shape is that you're not going to commit as many men forward
3: so chances are going to be fewer in number yeah and I mean to be fair you, you saw in the first half it, it went to plan like I know we kind of rode out that first half hour Fofana missed a header which is basically the same chance that he ended up scoring in the second half but then you saw towards the end of the first half we were having moments but again it it was that lack of support like there's a moment where Aronson got in behind and then just stopped and did nothing and it was like the game just paused for about five seconds while he just waited for some help from a teammate which I don't think it ever came or the, the, the pass got blocked or whatever but yeah it did feel like we were kind of feeding off those scraps but then Chelsea came out the second half and I've made a mo- uh, note that uh, they're trying again and they got their goal in that period and yeah. it, it just changes the game, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, so what I was saying
2: earlier about that first 15 minutes in the second half. Mm. If you can frustrate them again and take the wind out of the sails again, which is the, I guess, is the unfortunate aspect of half-time coming when it does. 45 minutes into the game, they seem to be sticking with that as a plan
1: for if now. If we could have kept going. Yeah. Although that's the other factor of the Arsenal game is that they did seem to score their winner in the seventh minute of six minutes added on. Um, so I'm, for once, very pleased to see some refereeing um, favoring a top six club, they need it sometimes. Yeah. when they're playing <laughs> so against hard teams we want to lose. But you're you're right, like in the sense that
2: uh, talking about Grassy, have only been here a short time, and you were saying before there, Moscow, like it's not all going to be fixed overnight. Equally, it's not all broken overnight either. Like it's it's all it's probably all right in a general sense. Mm. There are obviously question marks. I mean, is today a day to get into it? Because what tends to happen is you go on Twitter after a def- after a defeat like this, where you've barely laid a glove really on Chelsea all that much. Um, and everyone's quite nihilistic and starts picking out faults. And your brain does naturally sort of tend towards thinking those things, doesn't it? Like you look at Ruta, for example, who you know did fine. Looks like he'd be better with somebody alongside him or playing off somebody, not necessarily a, a natural number nine. So my brain's thinking, well, we should have got a number nine, and that's nothing against Ruta and saying we shouldn't have got Ruta. My brain's thinking, why didn't we get a number nine? Why didn't we get a number nine? But I guess she, it's, it's difficult to legislate for both Bamford and Rodrigo being injured at the same time, isn't it? And when you've spent thirty million on someone.
1: Well, that's it. The logic there is if they're all fit, you want three different players. So you've got three options. You can bring um, start with Bamford and then you can bring on either Rodrigo or Rutter depending on what the game needs and you're not just like for like because if the first one isn't working then doing the same thing with a different player doesn't help you any. So, perfect world. Everybody's fit. You've got three good strikers um, but only one of them is fit and so we're asking Matt Joseph to step in and did his best, did, did fine. We actually attacked all right towards... The end, Wilf Nyonto playing through the middle, which we've not seen since. Um, I mean, he was the striker that we signed in uh, the, the previous window as well, wasn't he? After we'd missed out on Hakpo and Bamba Diang. So, where's our striker? This kid is going to play on the wing um, as much as we did um, under the previous manager and now has been out there since he's gone and now is a number 10. So, there's, um, and was, I actually quite liked it.
2: Yeah, there's a couple of uh, comments just at Rob and, and Joel who are mentioning similar sort of things. Um, touching on a point that I, I think I raised it in the studio here just then when we were listening to that. Uh, Rob is saying, why do most of our players like physicality versus the opponent versus the opponents? And Joel, in response to this, is saying, it feels like we've got a front line full of soft kids who are easy to push around. And there is perhaps something in that. We are quite lightweight going forward and we are quite inexperienced generally as a squad, aren't we? Which is why I've often... When, I, when we know when we've led criticism at the door of Victor Orta... And you're saying, well, you're always buying projects. You're always looking to further down the road where maybe we just needed that wise head or two who's been there and done it to step into a squad and maybe, you know, pick up a couple of those, I guess, like sort of journeyman Premier League players. the Ings. Well, yeah, he's probably the most obvious example, isn't he? Of just somebody who's been there and done it. I mean, he might have come to Leeds. I mean, terrible, probably broken a leg or something I was going like to say, that. I don't think
3: his physicality is uh, with his broken knees or whatever it was. But you but, did see that with uh, with the goal, actually, where we probably did actually miss Bamford. His physicality at the near post, he's quite good at those mm. sort of clearing headers. And Jorginho didn't seem to quite want to well, nah. It's not that he didn't want to be there, but he didn't quite it's not the same, is he? He's it, not done the job before. No. There might be an element there as well of
1: um we do have some experienced players, but if you name them all, Bamford, uh, Rodrigo, Forshaw, Dallas, um, who else is experienced? Cooper, lot of them are fit. Yeah, that's true. Um, so there's a bunch of them around, and you're hoping Ailing is kind of the the representative and Verba has come in and um, sort of slotted into a leadership role, like nothing wrong with him today. Cork was great today as well. It was a great bit when Furpo was running around in a circle. And then another time when he, he tried to tackle somebody and fell over for about 10 miles, but again, nothing really wrong with Furpo today. Um, and then the midfield with midfield, I'm not too uh, pleased with how that's going at the moment. It seems to be a lot of noise and not a lot of, um, uh, product, um, but you know those are players who have been around, and although relatively young compared to um, other ones, that played at World Cup recently and played in the Bundesliga and played in Syria, so there is enough out there. But it is um, the problem of I think uh, having to call on Matteo Joseph um, and Sam the Corner Dream Greenwood, who did come on and uh, his first one went good, but then two excellent. Um, deliveries after that so still making the case that he's useful um, at what he does and then I don't know and then I suppose best player was uh, Somerville who's one of the least experienced of the lot and has actually come back from being injured and looks viable which mm. um, has always been a question mark and kind of came in But there's and viable
2: like, and there's there's viable but then there's another leap to quality isn't there I think yeah. that's one of the things like Alex in the comments is just saying you can see that most of their heads just go blank whenever they get close to goal training needs to be mainly on attacking ideas this week and there is perhaps some merit in that because we've had a team and a squad there that's been conditioned to play a particular way and we saw the juxtaposition between after Bielsa went to when Marsh came in that it took so long to, to make that adjustment if they even fully made it and now we've kind of gone back the other way into a slightly more possession sit deeper um, orientated game plan that's sort of different to, to what Marsh did and you wonder if there's a bit more of a transitional period with that
3: now. Yeah, it's those um, I think here in an ideal world would like to have some of those scripted patterns that Scott Parker referred to with Bielsa it was um, I think his, his goalkeeper at Malaga used to talk about how uh, he had a reputation for kicking it long and the striker winning the header and people used to criticise him saying oh he's just lumping it and it's you know it's easy percentage ball that the striker's winning and he's like no no we worked on that and we knew where he would be and he's not going to build these patterns in two weeks or however long he's been here that one. we've been in West London for
1: half <laughs> yeah. the time um, so that's one uh, advantage of the next week, the week after that is that there should be no distractions apart from just working on making things better and I don't think we're far enough, we're, I don't think we're so far from being good enough to stay in the league that we need to particularly panic um, about today <laughs>
2: Yeah, taking it in isolation, today is not a day where you you get you think, oh, we are completely shy and we're ruined here. But mm. there is a there is a little bit of that, and I was talking about the nihilism before. Yeah. You see, but that that's just the nature of socialism. And some
1: it? of the thoughts, like when you talk about the players and the difference, when you've listened to Jesse Marsh's coaching in detail, he just talk about if you don't have an an idea in the final third, you just stick it in the box and see what happens. Hit so the penalty spot, yeah, yeah, that, and that's kind of been that's a viable. It is a you know. Hasn't worked, and I didn't particularly like it. But it's a viable idea. It's like okay, if you can't come up with anything, just stick it in the box and see what happens. Now the players are having to not do that, and it's much more of like keep the ball and try and do something else with it. And it requires um, more work than because now they need to be told what else to do with it when they've not been thinking about it for a year. And um, so that it does take more than um, two weeks and lots of trips to West London um, to sort out. On the
2: um, <clears throat> excuse me, on the attacking front. Gracia saying in the post-match uh, we need goals like all the team if you don't score you don't win in the next games I'm sure we'll have more options with strikers but it's not only about strikers all the
1: team has to be ready to collaborate good point I mean that's what came out of um, Fulham it was
3: interesting like why their midfielders are just constantly putting the ball in the top corner and ours uh, not mm-hmm. I mean the note I've got on there uh, 73 minutes is McKenny tries to run and Jackie tries to cross and, yeah. and both those things were, were quite painful to watch quite frankly <laughs> Yeah, there's lots of it. I I think my uh,
1: expectations are just low now that I'm just like, as long as I see them doing the best, I'm like, (laughs) fine. Which
2: which is a shame, isn't it?
1: Well, it is a shame, but it also, I I think it does have some value because, um, you know, compared like West Ham, didn't they lose 4-0 last week as well to Forest? Or did that go the other way around? No, they beat Forest 4-0, didn't they? So that's been cancelled out. Yeah, but uh, everything's quite wild down there, whereas we suddenly seem to have become a little... Bournemouth as well today going 2-0 up at Arsenal and not being able to win from that is that's not a good sign whereas we you know we went a goal down and we resolutely stuck to it
2: mm. I'd have been interested um, Jay in the comments there just pointing out um, they would rather see a, a midfield three with Rocker in it in that, in that sort of game that is interesting isn't it to think about how that might have panned out but would that have even re- reduced our goal threat further you wonder
3: don't that's you? The, it's going back to that balancing isn't it because we saw it in midweek but then without Aronson close to Rutter he had like 17 touches or something so I could understand him ch- trying to get a player closer to him but then it felt like it was all in an our half anyway there's maybe is there an argument for going back to Adams and Rocker? I mean uh, yeah I can't say I'm a massive Mark Rocca fan but I don't particularly like the idea of a central midfield of Adams and McKenny and the their kind of vibe is lots of energy but neither of them can pass mm. and you think that's quite like you said
2: this before and you got we got dug out for this it's on the Athletic blame them it's in the stats and all that stuff but people the USMNT nutcases were all going 91% pass completion rate in the most
3: recent game or I mean you, you saw with McKinney when it it was late on wasn't it where I'm not trying to get out McKinney I quite like him but uh, it was when Aylin was overlapping and uh, McKenney took ages on the ball, and then just passed it behind him anyway. And it was only like a five-yard pass. And, he's, and on, he should be stressed. Be better there.
2: He's not the only one. No, 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 he no Should be course. stressed, but you're
3: just on that particular but example. It, uh, the contrast is that the
1: one thing Rocker doesn't have the energy and mm. the the tackling and the physique of McKinney, um, but he can pass much better than he can. And in a, I think it's about the style. of ninety-one percent pass completion is fine. But where McKenney seems to let himself down is you can see there was a, he attempted a good through ball down the line to Somerville which was on and it was the best it was the, the best pass available um but he just he hit it too hard and it went out of play and it would be better if he actually concentrated on maybe getting his pass completion right in that situation because he had a pass to I think it must have been Ailing was like right next to him is like just give it to Ailing, and then he can give it to Somerville instead of trying to do these passes that just it's the The technical through balls, the ones that will put a player into the penalty area and put them into danger, always seem to be the ones. It's like we saw.
2: The final ball, isn't it? Against
1: Southampton when he was through and he could have um, played Brendan Aronson in and he hits it in behind him. It's those moments that he just aren't, don't seem to be his game. Is
2: that why it sharpness, fitness? I mean, Rob's saying it could be,
1: not this Rob, uh, Rob in the comments saying it could be, uh, it could just be the fitness like he needs to. Better Rob might be making a good point there. It's (laughs) like, you know, he's he's new to this as well um, and has been dropped into. Uh, the middle of what we're doing but um I think I have higher expectations of McKenny because World Cup player Champions League player Champions League player a lot of money and and also it's maybe not just the expectations on him it's the expectations on the people who decided to sign him or we want it, you know it's yet again like why are not we just signed a player why can't they all be Max Verber why can't they all just go in the team <laughs> and just be good and then it would all be fine and then we get along with our friends from across the Atlantic and nobody's arguing and it, we could just concentrate on Jackie Harrison not being able to cross
2: uh, you know despite all that I've been clutching my notepad eagerly here in my hands looking at the notes that I made after Chelsea went in front um, and I've got 57 minutes Adams chance from edge of area 60 minutes Rutter chance blocked 66 cutback chance but it was offside 71 McKennie heads wide uh, then there's just a little little gap and I've put Jack Harrison can't cross uh, then the Chelsea boos on uh, 77 then I gave up until we got Melier's header in injury mm. time so even there, there were chances. There were chances. We had
3: chances. Mm, I liked the uh, the Adams one because the first touch he took was mental, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. uh, he bent it wide. And he, even he was laughing, like, "Look at me! I had a shot, and he scored." <laughs> um,
2: yeah, so you know, there, there was a chance to get something out of it. It just wasn't. It wasn't a great game, was it? Really?
1: I think that's us now as well. We're- since and we sort uh, of
2: regressed to the mean now we're just doing normal things,
1: yeah, since Gray has come in, we've just got very normal, and that means it's not fun it's it's not like all out entertainment um but we tried that, and it took us so far, yeah, well, I wasn't thinking of that, I was thinking of like the because um like the the idea that we started the season with was going to be like you know going to be all out attacking and we're gonna go goal after goal after goal after goal, after goal and uh, it's not worked out, so now um. I think I didn't, I, you know, I can't remember a lot of Grathias Watford, but my impression of every Watford team I've ever watched is that it's kind of like, eh, eh it's a bit meh. Yeah. And I think we... We need to be that. Yeah, we need to get into the meh zone because we had Dreamland and then we've, we've spent most of the last two seasons in um, just terror. And so the idea of meh now appeals, but it does mean um, it's going to be quite hard to watch. And, you know, it's a relegation battle, so it's going to be hard to watch. And I'd probably rather us being grinding through boring, chanceless, close games that we either hopefully win, but then if it's against a team like Chelsea, possibly will not, than, you know, going out and getting done 4-0 or 3-0 or having um, 2-0 up against Arsenal and then coming back 3-2. It's just, it's probably the safest way of getting to safety Mm. is...
2: With, especially, especially with goal difference in the bank, you know, as it stands at the minute, and we are out of the bottom three on goal difference at the minute. It's,
3: yeah. it's kind of like what the Premier League demands of you, isn't it? It is, it is a bit like know your place, which I can find a bit depressing because, like you saw when Biel- we rocked up with Bielsa, and people just seemed appalled by the fact that we were having fun and mm. taking teams on and attacking. But to be fair, I'm quite up for a bit of normality now. I think it's what we need. So it's like Grathia seems like a bit of a backdoor Deitch Like we're not, we've not gone full Deitch
1: it's funny you should say that because it's just been mentioned in the comments on YouTube, that. You is, go. We have some, some very astutes. Tom
2: asks, is Gracia the Spanish Deitch or is that unkind?
1: Um, I mean, it depends what you mean by unkind. I think he's got, he seems a bit more, in one of his first press conferences, wasn't he? He said, uh, you know, he loves attacking football, but when appropriate. And so we need to do what's appropriate right now. And what's appropriate right now is probably being as solid as we possibly can be. And then hoping that, one of Bamford when he's fit Rodrigo when he's fit Rutter Somerville Nyonto Harrison Aronson Joseph Perkins Archie Gray (laughs) I'm putting all the hopes All the senior players yeah. all the senior players can um, can nick a goal and then that seems yeah and if that's Deitch like but maybe it's Deitch with a um, a little bit more being kept in reserve that we could maybe use um, Mm. once we're safe in uh, in five matches now <laughs> uh, or whenever it may come
2: yeah Um, the mood never particularly great after a game like this generally speaking how do you feel about this one um, as we sort of head towards wrapping it up i mean, like I almost feel like I just want to go back and get on with my Saturday evening now you uh, can do that Yeah, you yeah, don't, yeah you're allowed you don't, you don't have to yeah. just
1: like sit on Twitter all night and fume
3: and, and go for these big sweeping conclusions yeah the,
1: other options are available there are what is it 13 games left now so Wait for them. Yeah, wait and see what <laughs> happens in those. And enjoy the fact that um, Arsenal beat Bournemouth. Yeah. Because, you know, it might be... Uh, people always get hit up on that. Oh, we're looking at what other teams are doing and we need them to do us a favour. But, that, you know, Man City need Arsenal not to win every game so that they can win the league. And then Arsenal have won the game yeah. and then all the City fans will be just as annoyed. And then, like, oh, well, we can't rely on um, Bournemouth beating Arsenal it's a league so yeah, all the teams still, have to
2: do it we're still out at the bottom three by virtue of the fact that everybody down there is, is as bad as or worse than us
1: yeah and that's how <laughs> that's how it works and we'll end up hopefully um, being above them sooner rather than later but it's but, sort of Chelsea is a place when you're in a team like ours we have to go there more in hope than expectation the result uh, worse than I hoped um, and the, re- the performance not as good as I expected but neither were um, as bad as I feared yeah so it's uh, fine and I we mean, can go into the next game scroll, and be better doom scroll if you want be miserable if you want don't have to be dear. no save that for May when we're back in the championship
2: <laughs> yeah I mean there is still distance to run isn't there I mean like imagine what it's going to feel like to be um, to be a Bournemouth fan tonight I mean that Gary O'Neill I'm just looking through the uh, retweets from the Guna fanzine as well that we follow um, bitterly disappointed Gary O'Neill uh, the players after pushing a team five points clear at the top of the
1: Premier League I'm gutted for the players Etc. Etc. They've had Good. a terrible.
2: They've had a terrible conclusion Good. to today.
1: I mean, I feel bad about Lewis Cook because I feel, I like him still, um, but the rest of them. And Jay is asking, what do we do when Brighton put four past us next weekend?
2: There's absolutely <laughs> no no, you know, worry about it then. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. not a foregone conclusion. If that
1: happens, then we'll worry. Yeah, but I, but there's so much I can do for the over the next week that doesn't involve worrying about Brighton scoring four past us, because. Um, Three o'clock kickoff, isn't it? That's when I start to worry about that. Yeah. Wake up on Saturday. You should probably write the magazine in the uh, interim. Yeah. yeah, we'll get that. And then it can immediately be out. It can uh, put in a little about how much we've got to beat Brighton. And then as soon as it's released, hey, change. Robert has just pointed out. So Why is everybody called Rob today? Sinisteros. This what's is wrong Robert. with that. This is Robert. Even, this is a sun, Sunday. I mean, it's my middle name, so it's fine.
2: Oh, is it? Is mm. that you are All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Sinistera has been pointed out in your list of players you forgot about Sinistera. Every- Sinistera. Everyone forgets about
1: Sinistera. And he's good, isn't he? He's yep. great. So it's all going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. Nothing course. could possibly go wrong. How can we have all these attacking players? He scored loads for Feyenoord, didn't he? He scored some good ones for us as well and uh, vital ones. Like when we've needed a goal and he's been fit enough to play, he has just scored a goal. So that's good. And was- even... Uh, turning up at Accrington he has got one didn't
3: he uh, I mean I was going to say he did have a few serious injuries at Feyenoord as well didn't he so we're getting the best of both worlds let's
1: ignore that (laughs) and Archie Gray's back well he must be doing because I am intrigued by the fact that Archie Gray just gets straight back on the Premier League bench without playing for the under 21s or the under 18s as far as um, I'm aware so that either says that we've got absolutely no players left, or a generational talent. He is a generational talent, and he's just straight back in. And so it, Jesse Marsh did say this could be Archie Gray's like big breakout season. Still time for it to happen. Um, he could be this season's joffy and then go to Sunderland next season and be spanked five-one by Stoke, <laughs> as they were today. Huddersfield lost 4 0 again. I think that's maybe where I'm getting confused with the old what West Ham are doing because um, they've uh, yeah Huddersfield can't move. Losing four nil, so that's good. Right, we will wrap it up there then. Chin up. Yeah, it's only it. a game. <laughs> Plenty of distance left to run. Yeah, it's a long season ahead. the cliches. We're we're looking a bit better than we were, and we just keep. We need to not concede from corners. But we didn't give Chelsea loads of other chances. Did it wasn't like we were clinging on. Just that nasty crossfield ball that kept catching us out with. But we dealt with that. And the they end. didn't score from it. Yeah. So okay. they they just had to. They should have just not done any of that and just waited until they got a corner. Yeah. Um, it was all sorted.
2: here we go Then some positive notes to finish on from Lee thank you Lee for this on a positive note the blue socks looked good they they matched the kit even if they had the wrong blue and the wrong yellow but they did match the kit
1: which <laughs> is a start yeah we um, were better turned out than we were at Fulham
2: yeah and uh, Gracia looks cool whistling without using his fingers yeah and points out that Cock and Verber are playing well there yeah. you
3: go yeah there was a nice moment when Bill Aylin tackled Ben Chilwell and was all nice with him and then turned around and just like Yep, the face that him. was good. And Melier stopping uh, Chilwell from fighting with Adams mm. by just grabbing him like a a Venus flytrap. Yep. That so, was that's great. exactly as well. what I
2: thought it looked like.
3: Yeah. <laughs> See, Chelsea won and Ben Chilwell's just miserable anyway, so he's fine.
2: It's like a praying mantis. It was more like that, wasn't it? I think
3: it was just great. He just appeared from nowhere and just
1: stopped it and. There was no messing from uh, from that point onwards. I it sounded feel like uh, we're in danger of just going great, off, great on the radio of going off off piste here. All oh, so, these are all important things that happened in the game. We'll
2: wrap it up there. Thank you for joining us on the stream and for listening afterwards. I'm watching afterwards. Back to it next week. All the usual stuff coming up in the next few days as well. And um, thank you to everybody who came down to the live show at the Carriage Works. Us on football cliches um, had a good night. I think we had a better night than cliches because their sound didn't quite work, did it? Um, they were looking a little bit stressed, but they um, they made it through. So thank you if you turned out for that. If you remember, look out for the audio from that. We're going to send it into an audio show. Hopefully, if they send it through. And from, hopefully, it will make sense. From the carriage works. Yep. Um, we will get that one in your um, in your extra ball feed as soon as we have it. So, uh, we'll speak to you soon. See you in a bit. The ball.
0: Small details are big surfaces? Tight corners or odd shapes? Flat, rounded, textured, or tall? Whatever your next project...